Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Behind the Pursuit from Bourbon to Brand. However you found us, we're glad that you're here as we get a behind-the-scenes look at the Pursuit Spirits brand. I'm your host, Brian Bikey, and joining me in person, we have the real Kenny and the real Ryan. We're not a, uh, we, we, we exist. This is our first one in person, which is strange, but I hate doing them on the screen because I'm like, half the time you're buffering and like, <laughs> oh, <out>. no, <laughs> and it's, it's like, is he talking? Is he not? And then, uh, you know, you just don't know when to jump in and whatnot. It's, uh, I'd much rather do these in person. Half the time you're buffering. <laughs> that's, like, a, that's an internet, like, just slur at you right there. I feel like I do want to, I'd be curious to, to go into AI and say, write us a script for our next episode <laughs> and see uh, see what it comes up with. Can they, they write a brand story for us? Yeah. That would be good. <laughs> Chat GPT might be able to actually make that happen. It's it's amazing. Have you all actually played with it before? I've not. I've been scared that it would eat my soul, it's, steal my identity. I don't know what it what it is. It's really. actually quite powerful. I mean, I've been I've been amazed. To be quite fair, it was one of those things that I didn't really because you ask dumb questions and you're like, oh, okay, cool, it works. And then my boss from my my actual day job, we have to go and we have to create these call for papers. We have to create session titles and abstracts and all this other kind of stuff for the stuff that we're going to present around the country. And he goes, he goes, listen, just figure out something and throw it in a chat GBT. It'll probably put you out a good, probably like 120 word thing. Sure enough, you type in six or seven keywords and ask it a question. And you say, I need this in 120 words or two paragraphs or whatever it is. Boom. And it, it comes out Dang. and it looks like, Pretty dang good. And so that's wow. what I used to submit uh, to almost half the things that we did for, for this year. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Wow. Did your pay get cut? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it's it's you got to be smarter than the tools, right? right so right. You, know, you got to you use the tools at your disposal, then it's okay. There was actually a really good episode of a podcast I listened to recently that talked about, is copywriting, is that going to be a dead profession because of, right. because of AI? And- there's been a lot of talk of just because of what AI can do, you might be in a position or might be choosing a career that will be taken over by AI. I think actually it was Seth Godin, uh, well, right. somebody that you turned me on to a long time ago, talking about if I need a, a if I'm writing a fiction book and I need a a cover that's going to be really popping and whatnot like ai can generate all the art that it wants you for you nowadays and you could generate 50 different images in 10 seconds why would you ever pay somebody to create a cover well, for then, you? then why don't they do our graphic design <laughs> well, well we might get there okay. who knows <laughs> yeah well funny story before lauren and him were fighting about i don't know our ads for liquor store tastings or something she's like those look terrible and kenny's like i think they look pretty good and she's like you need to hire someone he's like but it's automated <laughs> yeah i was like i automated it yeah well that's an interesting thing so like how how was this then competing you know it seems like just last year you were on the train too of you know nfts how do we how do we deal with what oh, we gosh. purchase art that we digitally purchase versus art that we digitally accept i don't know maybe i fell for that scam <laughs> you, I went you, all. You were in. drinking from the Gary V. Fountain yeah, the Gary, hose. yeah. The, the, the Gary like v. he was right on everything except, except NFTs. <laughs> I don't know. There is there is the idea that there will be intrinsic value, but gosh, it's. I mean, but if you remember how long it took for Bitcoin and crypto to really come along, I mean, today it's a lot more commonplace and accepted than it was. 15, 20 years ago. So maybe that's just how long it takes the 
the adoption curve to start going into that that realm. But yes, there was a there was a rush and a frenzy for buying stuff, and I I definitely bought probably one or two things I probably shouldn't have. <laughs> and yeah, but then again, I might as well be under on some JPEGs and under on every other stock that I owned in the stock market anyway. So right, yeah. That's okay, Kenny. We all make mistakes. <laughs> we all make mistakes. <laughs> well, let's transition to tonight's topic. What we're talking about today is what does it mean to develop and find brand strategy or a brand guide package? So off of what you're saying, actually, we've talked a lot over the show about the story and connecting with people because of the story and where a lot of brands are because of that. And that's not what I want to talk about. What I want to talk about <laughs> that's is... That's not what I want to talk about. That's, that's not <laughs> at all. I mean, <laughs> I was like, I have things to say about that, Brian. We can, well, <laughs> Instead, we're going to talk about the color mustard and, yeah. and it's, it's intrinsic. That's exactly piece. what I want to talk about. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, but, and we can, obviously we'll continue to talk about that as, as we go throughout the podcast. That's the, that's the point of this podcast. But I'm kind of curious specifically as we're looking at the brand and the brand strategy, what's it look like for developing and executing how you talk, how you look. So from these posters and whatnot, and and while people are listening to the show, you know, feel free to throw into AI to make us some fun designs or, or to, to build a story based on what you're listening to. Email us in podcast at pursuitspirits.com. I think it'd be really interesting. Yeah, to tell us see. those keywords we should plug in to, be, uh, to get our story. Yeah, maybe you guys should. Yeah, go ahead. We need to do that and see if it will put it together our little six liner. Right. We should. A little, or a little one line or six word uh, statement. So, but yeah, podcast of Pursuit Spirits. Let's have some fun about this one. But yeah, let's, let's, let's break it up and talk about this because, you know, it, it's something that obviously takes place for a brand to be successful. The story. Yes. Don't want to, don't want to diminish that. But, you know, in terms of how, how you look and how you represent yourself, you know, what do you guys, what are your all's thoughts about that? I have some of my own about the brand. So I want to kind of open up to you guys and then we'll keep going. So you'll you'll question us and see if we get it right based on how you perceive us. Is that how it goes? Hey, okay. maybe. And maybe. then we'll, we'll let the AI be the fact checker. <laughs> yeah. be the, the final it, say. It, it, it's going to just mold them both together is what it's going to be. When I look at this, I, I think our, our brand has been, it's gone in a, a few different directions. And it's probably me, like I have a very hard time of trying to figure out what is it going to be. But for I think the overall notion of our brand is that we are we're playful we're not super serious we're not sitting there like oh you know, you've got to make sure you pour it and never never use ice or never you know don't do it. it's, it's one of those things i think knowing about who we are the candor and the kind of lightheartedness that we do have as a part of bourbon pursuit that plays a direct correlation into what we do as a part of the brand as well because we don't want to be seen as some sort of stuck up hoity-toity kind of brand i think we want to be something that's available for all we hope we will try to i mean you want to try to appeal to as most people as possible but for the most part we look at the how we're building this brand and and making sure that we portray ourselves in a way that is it's i want to say in a more professional manner at times because we don't want to be jackasswhiskey.com or something like that. Like, I don't, I don't think we're that. And I don't want to be that. I want to make sure that we still are appealing to our demographic and our audience. And I think that's the great thing. We able to pull that information from bourbon pursuit. So we know the age range, we know the type of income a lot of our people make as well. I don't know if I'm talking about a small segment of sample size and that's how we articulate that to our The AI gave it to us. (laughs) (laughs) That's how we articulate that to our advertisers. But for the most part, we, we know what our audience and, and that, I think that's really good because a lot of people go and they'll probably start a brand and they have no idea what their audience is. They just throw something in a bottle, throw it on the shelf and see what sticks. And I, I hope that we are, we're, 
tailoring for our particular audience and continue to do that. I'm going a roundabout way of, of saying a lot of this too, is that really the brand really needs to focus on Ryan and I and our personalities. And, and we've got to just figure out how do we get that to show through in a label or how do we get that to show through in a story that resonates really well with people too. And I think that's been a very challenging thing for us as we've been going through here, because we want to be a lot of different things for a lot of different people. But it's hard to start there and narrow it down and say, ah, yes, we are, we're only going to be for this small segment, but you don't want to do that. You want to extrapolate out. You want to find the, the greatest possible audience, but making sure that that story resonates and it succeeds at resonating is a very hard thing to do too, just because of the time that it takes. Because yes, if you're listening to this podcast, you are even, you're not even 1%. You are like the 0.0%. 5% of people that know about us, that care about us, that know about this product and this brand, but we've got to figure out how do we grow beyond that too. And so that's a story that we're continually trying to figure out how to tell. Yeah, it's it's challenging because there's a lot of dynamics to our story. We got a lot of moving parts and a lot of things that are new, you know, kind of to the industry and new, you know, to the the I guess the market and the mindset of, you know, cause most whiskey brands are kind of like this old traditional grandfather legacy. The major distilleries have done a great job of defining, you know, that's what, when they think of bourbon, that's what, you know, the, it's like when you look on a shelf and, you know, you think of like, you know, Russell's or, you know, and it's a historical figure in time. Yeah. For the or most part. Elijah Craig, or, you know, you can look at these bottles and you know, like what that brand means. Like, I'm not sure people can look at ours and be like, what does this mean? Or who are these people? And so you got to, we got to work on crafting that narrative of like, when they see this, it's like, because nobody knows Kenny and I personally very, if it's 0 0.005 that you're listening to this podcast, it's even less <laughs> that if you know us. And so, but we're, but just trying to tr portray the lifestyle that like we aspire for and like our, it's a lot of things. It's our lifestyle. It's our ambitions. It's our, you know, how we vacation, how we, and I think we can tie that all into this brand and, it's like, how do you communicate that? And that's the challenge. But, um, you know, too, like with our concept of United, you know, people were like, well, what does that mean? I want it to be, you know, we're uniting, you know, obviously we're uniting people around bourbon, but we're also uniting different states, different mash bills, different flavors, you know, through the art of blending, trying to get that story message out there too. Because I think the message is now it's like, oh, there's these podcasters that are sourcing bourbon and putting a label on it on the shelf. And that's not our story at all. There's a lot more thought and detail that's gone into this. It's just, we're ha having a hard time figuring out the best way to communicate that, you know, not a lengthy 20 minute podcast explaining why we're Pursuit United. So it's like distilling it down to those four or five, you know, bullet points that we can convey to a consumer that once they see our package, they're like, oh, this is a brand that's, you know, fun, creative. Like I'll, it's something I want to relax with, or I want to have a vacation or I want to have people over for a cocktail party. I can, you know, I can appeal to my whiskey friends that, you know, are looking for something new and cool and exciting. It's like, we want to be that brand of people, but we're trying to figure out how to communicate that. And, and so we launched the ambassador program too. We have folks that are, you know, helping. We, we talked about this on, on last year's kind of podcast too, about being able to, to branch out in some markets that, you know, we don't have the, the reach always to get out to, or, you know, while we're working with the distributors about the best way to get in front of people, do you all find it difficult, you know, while we're making strides to to exist in a world, though, where, you know, there is a lot of brain power around the podcast, like the kind of podcast exists in that sphere. You know, we're not in a physical space right now. And so, you know, do you find a lot of difficulty taking a, a brand and 
portraying that that's that story without having a place like the Evan Williams experience to go to without um, having, I don't know. You know what I mean? I feel, you know, are you realizing the, the hurdles that are there and you know, how are you working to overcome that? I would say a lot of small brands suffer and, and try to find a, a home or try to find a way to talk about that. I'm, I'm not going to say any other names out there, but I'm sure there's a lot of people out there that do listen to this other industry that have a small brand and they're trying to figure out how do I, how do I build that recognition? How do I build that self, that brand awareness that's out there? Because yes, unless people can go and visit on the trail or, I mean, it's, it's, it's the big six plus angels envy plus another album. It's like they, they, they crush, they capitalize in that market because they have, they have, I mean, they're called heritage distilleries for a reason. They've been around, been around for a very long time. They've got stocks. They got age. They have arguably some of the best whiskey around. And so, how do you compete in a in a space like that where they have tens, if no, well, I actually, yeah, it's tens of millions of dollars that they can do just for marketing. And we're not talking about for product. We're not talking about anything else. That's just marketing. They got tens of millions of dollars for it. So they have the ability to capture way more mind share. So we're at a already immediate disadvantage uh, of being able to do that. And thankfully, we've been able to build a very large, successful whiskey podcast with Bourbon Pursuit. And we can leverage that as part of our ability to kind of get out there and market because we've been able to preach the gospel for every brand out there. And hopefully we can make a few believers out of people from what we're doing as well, because it's so funny. I've had these discussions with distributors and other folks and retailers and they're like, Oh, cool. So I guess we did the podcast. You probably learned a lot. I was like, yeah, that was the whole point, right? <laughs> like we've, like we we're sponges, we're leeches. Like we've been able to talk and interact and learn from all the best people and the brightest people in the industry. So we can take a lot of those learnings and start applying them to everything that we're doing as a part of this business. And we're learning still more every single day about what it takes to do into that. And I'm going off the way on the the, the brand side of things, but on just the, the brand in general, yes, we, we do have to figure out how do we capture more of that mind share, more of that market share. But that is that is going to be something that, as Seth Godin probably says, it's it's drip by drip, day by day one bottle at a time, one taste at a time. And that's, that's how brands are built. Like it, it's a, it's a long arduous process of, of giving away a lot of product until you can finally start reaping the benefits on the back end. Yeah. I mean, even a brand like Weller, who is insanely popular today. I've never heard of it. I mean, <laughs> but I, I think I didn't even know Weller existed until probably, you know, early, late two thousands, you know, I mean, I, I had no idea that it even existed. It just wasn't on the radar. It was Maker's Mark. It was Elijah Craig. It was Old Forester, you know, those powerhouse brands. And it took even just Weller a long time to like become what it is, you know, and it really piggybacked off, you know, the Van Winkle story. And it took Van Winkle forever <laughs> to, <laughs> to, to get uh, to where it is today. And so it's that people, humans like familiarity, you know, it's like, that's why chain restaurants do so well. That's why, you know, brands that have been around forever continue to do well is because people are comfortable with things they know. And, and so it's just like, you have to like bombard them almost with at the big brands. They're really good at doing in stacks and displays. If you're at the restaurant, you know, the menus got outlined, it's got, you know, Christmas lights of makers or, you know, <laughs> which all costs a lot of money, by the way, everybody. It, it that, does. That, none of that comes free. And you, it, it, you're constantly just 
bombarded with all these images so that when you go to the store, you see that red wax and you're like, oh, Maker's Mark, that's quality. Or Four Roses, they got 10 recipes, you know? And that's why I like them. You know, it's Willet. It's, you know, bougie. Got a purple top. It's got a purple top. Bougie bourbon, you know? It's like you can look at it and, you know, Barrel now has got really good brand connection. We source and blend some of the best blends out there. You know, that's when you see the Barrel label, that's what you think of. Or at least I do. Yeah, it's just going to take a long time and constantly refining that that story. But it is challenging because we're, you know, two tater podcasters starting a brand. that, um, And I think the podcast has helped us, but it's also kind of maybe, maybe hurt us a little too because people might think it's like gimmicky or something. And we're not celebrities. Yeah, it would be it'd been a lot easier to just pull a celebrity in and be like, ah, it's theirs. But when it's us, and I think that's the hard part is that since we already had a face inside of the industry, I want to say not a big face. I mean, we're C-level, I guess, when it, maybe D-level celebrities when it comes down to it. But the fact is we were already kind of somebody and we were somewhat known inside those circles that might put us at a disadvantage versus somebody who could just come in. They've got a couple million dollars, buy some barrels, get a fancy bottle. All of a or sudden, buy an old label and revamp and, that. And revamp you know, it. Yeah, and, I, I think that's that puts you at a, a, a good advantage because you don't have a, a stigma or you don't have any baggage that had been out there before. I don't, and I hope we don't have any baggage other than then if you listen to our <laughs> earlier episodes, they all sounded like garbage. I don't know what Kenny has in his closet. <laughs> there's, there's a few skeletons in there, but. but but yeah, I mean, there's people I've met just Moonshine University was that that knew us from Instagram but never had listened to a podcast and had no idea we even had a brand, you know? So people like know, but they don't know the, and because with the podcast, we, I think we've done a really good job of, we still want to make that about the bourbon industry as a whole and not our brand. And so we have to balance, like we don't want to use this platform to like, to lift us up and, you know, diminish what we've built for the, you know, the bourbon community that way. And so it's, we're trying to do right by the podcast as well and kind of keep them separate. Sounds like we need to double down on all of our our social media marketing (laughs) on the bourbon pursuit side. If nobody, if you're listening or if you're looking at our Instagram, should we buy, we'll buy sponsorship on our page. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, here we go. Yeah. Pursuit spirit sponsored by bourbon. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's so in the very beginning, that's one of the things that, you know, that I identify and I've talked, uh, I've talked with both of you all a little bit in, in terms of this. And then again, just kind of as we think about brand story and where to go and you all were just mentioning this. So this is, you know, interesting. We've talked historically about, you know, kind of growing your a thousand true fans. And then, you know, that seems to ha- have a good funnel as we're going through bourbon pursuit. But then, you know, the thing that I look at as we're, as we're growing bourbon pursuit as a brand is the, the hurdle, the difficulty there of, of associating or not associating the the two with one another and and how how pursuit spirits has legs aside from the podcast and maybe just hearing you guys talk about the differentiation between that so both wanting to to build the thousand true fans and and the and being fortunate being able to do that through bourbon pursuit but how do we maintain everything you all have learned and who you all are or at least have shown in the capacity of bourbon pursuit but that not be the full identity as that it comes to pursuit spirits and how you all you know think about that as we kind of move through the products through the branding and and how we talk about that brand without it always just being you know sponsored by bourbon pursuit <laughs> yeah sure that's a, that's actually a really good point and i think it it all begins with with how we talk about it and, and how we how we present ourselves more and as bad as it sounds i don't even watch them i don't know them but i know about the branding and if you ever heard of nelk boys 
the guys that started Happy Dad Seltzer, and they started off as just being YouTubers that were just doing, you know, just, you know, dumb shit on YouTube. And then they came out with Happy Dad Seltzer. And now what do they do? Everything they wear is branded Happy Dad. They're still the Nuck Boys, but everything they do is branded. And so I was like, okay, that goes back to us. I was like, we need to start branding ourselves more for Pursuit Spirits because that is what's going to be more of a presence. So if we want to break out of this mantra or this thought that, oh, we're just podcasters still, well, we need to be able to present ourselves and say, no, we're also, we're, we're a bourbon. And that's, we've always said that right now it's the, it's the, it's the podcast that'll help build the bourbon brand, but eventually it's going to switch where the bourbon brand will help grow the podcast Mm -hmm. just because a bourbon brand is a lot more, can build a lot more connection and it's, it's a more scalable product than a podcast because so if you're going to listen to a bourbon podcast, I've said it before, it's a niche of a niche of a niche of a niche. So A, you've got to like to listen to podcasts. B, it's got to be about alcohol. C, it's got to be about whiskey. And D, it's got to be about bourbon. So you're so far down that it's very, very hard to do that. And But there's a lot of people out there that drink bourbon. So that's an easier win. So if we can portray ourselves and be furthermore of, yes, we're, we're, we're putting all of our feet in, both feet in, maybe and arms and heads and knees and toes, and we'll be all in on the bourbon brand. Well, I think that's what's going to be the perception that's going to help build it over time. And we will probably just have to go ahead and put some BS titles of master distiller and master blender and master spreadsheet person out there. Because because when people show up, I don't know. I mean, you, you give it to a liquor store and they want to run with it. They want to be like, oh, here's a podcast. No, they want to do that. They're like, oh, here's this brand's master distiller. Like, okay, like whatever. I mean, we've talked about on the show before, like what's a master distiller, but y'all for the 99% out there, they just, they see that and they go, Ooh, that's a, that looks like a legit title. You're special. Mm-hmm. You are special. I don't know. It's bourbon and the only industry and segment of the market, I think it's even possible to have both presence is in the bourbon industry because there is kind of like you know rising together and help lifting each other up and promoting each other so i I do think there's that possibility but it is a tough line to draw it's like you know you don't want to bombard your fans who come to you for you know bourbon education and it's general you don't want to bombard them with just your product and whatnot because you want to you know, show everything that's great about bourbon, not just what Pursuit Spirits is doing great. But I guess that's what this show's for. But we're working our way through that. <laughs> Any advice? <laughs> well, I mean, it, 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 it starts with T-shirts. Yeah. It starts T-shirts and hats. Yeah. bring. I mean, to, to be honest, yeah, every time we get together and we go out, we're all wearing bourbon pursuit wear, which is, you know, fine. We all do. I mean, we're doing all three of us are doing, doing it right today. Now. Right. But there's been times we've gone to Bartown Bourbon Company and, you know, it would have been advantageous for us to be in pursuit wear. Right. Right. That's what, that's what we're there for. That was what we're there for. But uh, so not a bit of feedback in regards to that specifically. But again, you know, another way people could interact. I'd be curious to hear, how do you all perceive the brand? What would you say if we were to say, what does Pursuit Spirits stand for? What would someone say? Quickly just answer off. And does that align with the direction that we're looking to go to? I think that'd be kind of interesting feedback to hear just to kind of see if the direction of which the brand is going, if it's aligning with the direction that you're wanting to go. And so, yeah, that's, that's an interesting struggle here that we appreciate and love every listener to the show here. But if we're going to tap back into the fun, the playful, you know, that's uh, that's a different target. That's not going to necessarily, as you, as you pointed out, Kenny, be the person who listens to this, you know, they're going to want to possibly be a person that doesn't take bourbon so serious. And like, oh God, I'm stopping listening to podcasts right now. What do you mean it's not serious? <laughs> but but that's you know that's an interesting place to sit in the middle of. How do you 
present your brand as one to be taken seriously. But as you kind of leaned into that, you want it to be playful. You want it to, to be less serious. And then how, how does it cover both? Yeah. Maybe our, is our packaging not playful enough? <laughs> no, it needs, it needs a button that plays a song or something. <laughs> it plays the intro music <laughs> yeah. or something like that. I mean, we did, we did a lot of connections when we did the original Pursuit series label and we had a play button on there. We had show notes. We had a lot of stuff that had a, had a real tie in the connection to the podcast, but I think we made that decision when we started doing United and the branding for that, that we had to break away from the podcast and we had to create something that was a little bit different that stood out on its own. That wasn't necessarily just tied. So people were synonymous and thinking it's a, a podcast bourbon or something like that. I don't know. I think this is it. Brian, you ask a really hard question because I'm not, I'm not very good introspective and in thinking when somebody says, what is your brand? What does it mean? What does it stand for? What is the why? And I'm like, I don't, I don't know. I need somebody to tell me that. <laughs> I get scared and nervous and clam up. Well, yeah. Cause I do think that the narrative is, is that, oh, it's a podcast. These podcasters who source whiskey and this is their bottle. And, <laughs> but and we don't want it to be that, but I don't want it to be that. I think to me, what I want people to respect and think about our brand is like, okay, here are these two guys that learned everything they could from the industry, took all the best of the knowledge and went out on their own, went on an adventure to find like the best flavors possible. They didn't go the easy path. They didn't go the traditional path of going down a contract source, you know, path. They went and laid down their own mash bills. They went to different states. They didn't just go to Kentucky or Indiana or Tennessee. They went and sought out the best flavors possible and brought them together through blending. Most whiskeys out there are one mash bill in a warehouse, aged branded 20 different ways, but they went out and created something on their own, something unique and special. And that's what I want the story to be. I want people to say that. And I want them. I think you just and, said it. And I want them to celebrate all the life moments with it, like coming home after work and just like looking forward to like something fun, creative. Like, I'm just going to sit down my drink and listen to some cool music or something. Or just being with your family on the boat. You know, you've camped all day and you're doing s'mores, having united with your family and this and that. When you have your friends over for, you're going to dinner with a date night, you're doing a couple's date or something, having your friends over, making a old-fashioned with Pursuit United ride. It's like, we want to be a part of those cool moments that it's not just, got bourbon today, you know, here's... <laughs> The, the store clerk told me to get this one, you know, or you get one of the big six ones that are safe and they're going to be good, but they're just safe and they're more of the same. Like we, I feel like I want somebody to see us and like, this is different. This is unique. This is adventurous. I want to be adventurous. I want to be bold. I want to be different. That's what I see it as. That was really good. Can I say ditto? <laughs> yeah, that was, <laughs> that was revelatory. Well, then we're going to go ahead and just put that clip out there. And It's true. That's what this has been about, or at least for me, you know, that's when we went out to create this. That's what I wanted to create. Or we could just said, oh, Bardstown bourbon, because you make great bourbon. We're going to put all our eggs in you and this is it. And we're going to do that. But no, I, one mash bill, one, one whatever, and you, just put we, it there. We yeah. could have done that or we could have done it with the Green River. We could have done it. And, you know, it just, it, this path was harder, but it's more meaningful. I think it provides a more unique experience and a, the lifestyle that I want to create for, for people. So I like it. Well, so on that then, again, and kind of tying back exactly to where we're at. So the story it is great. And basically two things kind of come out of that and, and how they coincide is kind of, I guess, where we're at, which is with all the lack of a better word, 
noise on the shelf of other brands. It's how do they catch your brand and kind of get the idea of that story. But then two, it's the other part of saying, how do you ongoingly communicate about the brand in the way that you, you just did, you know, is, is that, and are we doing a good enough job of that? Or do we need to get better at that? Being able to a lot better. lean into that in regards to saying, this is, this is what pursuit spirits is. So people just start to know that. Well, that's actually like me. I'm actually, I got a lot of work. From yeah. yeah well, great. yeah, I think we've made a critical, not critical. We're just learning. I mean, we don't know what the, I mean, we're figuring it out. We're trying our best. <laughs> that's we're doing the best we can, but I think one thing I personally just thought if you could just put really good product in the bottle, it people will find it and the message will spread. And it, it's unfortunately branding and marketing is like 90% of the equation. And that's the the hard part that we're learning. We have a good product and we have a good story. We just need to combine them together and, the, and package it to where and amplify it and amplify it. Yes. Yeah. I think that would be the, the way to go with it. But no, I think you're right. And I, I, like I said, ditto on everything you said, everything that you said is you kind of took the words out of all of our mouths. I know we have tried to write this down and at least I've tried to write it down in Google Docs probably 10 times of what is our why, what is our how, well, what to, is all this. I so. did get the AI to just spit that out before we <laughs> came all, on. I'm comes, kidding. It all comes back to AI. I love it. <laughs> Guys, interesting. Uh, you know, again, some of these episodes, uh, I feel like are just a little snapshot of not only where we're at, but again, hopefully something that, you know, as someone listens to this podcast, maybe not at the time of its release, they could look back and really start to see, hey, I start to see the the progress this brand's made. I start to see the, the direction they're going in. You know, I think that's something that we're trying to identify and hope to can continue to do over the course of this year and the coming years as the brand continues to grow, as the product gets to hit more markets, that you'll really start to see that that brand story and how it's executed really start to align and that we can really start to, to tailor to people and, and let them see what the brand is on its own, not necessarily attributed to Bourbon Pursuit. So I appreciate you guys diving into that again. As you all interact with the brand, uh, podcast at PursuitSpirits.com. Let us know how you interact with the brand, how you see the brand, uh, and how that affects purchasing or interacting. Or what do you them. see when it's on the brand? Yeah. And again, let us know. <laughs> besides you know, crooked neck labels. Yeah, besides we, we already know there's crooked yeah, neck don't, labels. Yeah, don't let us know that. We, we already, we are, we're on it. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in to another episode. And until next time, we'll see you all later. Dude.